Welcome to Numb Bills Fan, episode 256. Um, I'm your host, David Palermo, and with us is classic Kevin Masseri and our guy, Ben Gramado, big fan of uh, Golden Corral. So, the Bills are making a lot of moves, I guess. I don't know what's been going on. I mean, they're making some sort of moves, uh, nearly clearing up $7.5 million in cap just today uh, between uh, getting rid of Daryl Williams and restructuring of Mitchell or Mitch Morse's contract. I'm not sure if he likes uh, going by Mitchell. But anyways, Morse is now, uh, I think, like the 12th highest paid uh, center uh, based on what they're going to give him this season. So based on his performance last year, I would say that's a pretty good value. Yes, if you look at it, the numbers just came out there on Mitch Morris. <clears throat> he did, did a two-year extension, and he's bringing his number down a little bit to $9 million. So, you know, it's a, it's a nice savings of a couple mil. <clears throat> Helps you a lot with, with pushing it into future years. So, you know, now you have a center for a longer-term haul. I think I think Bean and McDermott feel pretty good about that, uh, bringing his number down 2.25. So that's that's basically a player in itself, just by <clears throat> getting him at a little bit more team friendly number. So, you know, there's a lot to like there with with that signing. I think he was pretty good. Was he great? You know, there's argues that he was better than 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 people think. So I do I do like not creating another hole that they just created with Daryl Williams and freeing up about six million dollars with that move. Um, clearly, they were trying to restructure him to a guard level deal. Daryl said no. Maybe he'll be back. They do have two current guard spots open. Ryan Bates still hasn't been tenured as of right now. I'd anticipate that happening. That doesn't mean someone won't make a play for him as an RFA uh, here in a couple of days. So they have some guard spots that they need to go after uh, almost almost for sure. But McKenzie's number came in pretty team friendly at about one in 1.3, 1.4 million dollars. Uh, that's exactly what you wanted to see um, after the reported two for eight that had some people questioning that move, but. At the end of the day, Bean's a good numbers guy. He doesn't like to push money into future years. So you have you had a lot of good stuff happening over the couple last couple of days, um, kind of free up some of that money. So the bill should be sitting around 10. And then you have that report that those two premier free agents are still inquiring to the bill as of a half an hour ago. So maybe that makes some sense why the bills are eager to say, you know what, Daryl, you know, if you're not willing to take a guard deal when you're now a guard instead of a tackle, you know, we're gonna have to move on from you. All right, can I uh so this show this was nice, Kevin and Ben. That was great. That You're sounded welcome. like a normal podcast, like we're all fucking adults here. And this podcast is about talking shit and documenting it. And um I've been very brutal on Brandon Bean. He's driven me crazy where I just want to shove my head under the back of my Honda element, but it might not be heavy enough to squish my big head and ego itself. So um I did a podcast which I'm trying to humble brag in the background find here called Mitch Morse is the linchpin of the Bills. And when they signed Mitch Morse, I was shocked. You did something really fucking smart. Because somehow, before McDermott, the offensive and defensive lines did not look like rocket science. And Mitch Morse was the linchpin of the Bills, man. He turned the team around. Legit. That said, um, now, I want to bring this up um i just got a notification that my mac is dying here um i wanted to bring this up was i think that daryl williams i guess served his purpose um i hate seeing offensive linemen around a league that we've had even a quentin spain you know um and i find it really telling that feliciano re-signed with the giants and he's there with Dable and Bobby Johnson. And um, what I find really interesting is that a lot of people want to scapegoat Bobby Johnson. But what we're finding out as far as the Buffalo fanatics, I like to follow them on Instagram. It's just easy and fun for me. It's colorful. Okay, and shout out to those guys. Been nice to me and put me on with the video stuff, actually. So shout out. Um, you know, those there, there's allegedly turmoil in the coaching staff, right? you know, at least what the reports in the combine, like they're not, everybody's getting along with McDermott or something. And I feel like a good thing to prove that would be the Josh Allen Patriots game years back, where he's like, use your head, Dave. right. And Josh Allen's number one trait was throwing it deep, um, coming out of the draft. Like that was the one thing he could do. And then he just overthrew everything. 
And then Josh Allen breaks out the last two years. Well, we've always felt he has it. And I'm really nervous because I like that we re-signed McKenzie. I like that Morse got snow. Because, again, I'm just a dumb idiot guy getting back on this trail here of free agency now. I'm hoping that they push some money out to make room and keep Mitch Morris, which I like. Um, but when I'm hearing Feliciano is going to play center or likes to play center, it kind of makes me wonder, like, how's this team develop? Because Feliciano is allegedly a heady player but not great at pass blocking, you know. So you're in a weird spot where I don't think the Bills have to have necessarily an established run game. I think they need to have offensive linemen and a scheme. And imagine Singletary, you know, Adam Deacon was breaking it down to me yesterday that Singletary is like, I think, ranked 16th or 18th or something like that, maybe 15th or 18th in running back production or something like that. What if he had a consistent O-line that we've seen? So I want to spit it back to you guys. Like, how do you feel if we had to identify problems with the move far, which is a Monday, what are you guys seeing them do to round out the O-line? What are you guys seeing them do? Because I didn't like years back, and now we're seeing Tremaine Edmonds. There's a report, again, from Buffalo Fanatics I saw, that they might, they clipped the tweet, that they might trade Tremaine Edmonds to the Steelers, you know? So I always looked at that. That could have been three offensive linemen for Allen to develop, to develop, you know? Uh, just not, I'm telling you, I can't. There's nothing logical that Bean does. The only difference is where we don't have as many good quarterbacks and you have a franchise and an ownership that allows you to trade picks for players to get them to Buffalo, see Diggs, see everybody else, right? So I don't even know. I don't – does this mean anything to you, these releases? Does it – like, do you believe – can you believe we have to sink more money into the D-line or picks? Or, like, what do you guys think? Dave, I mean, the big one is the D-line. I mean, and you will let Ben go on from there. But I think you have to talk about the D-line in the terms of the assets that I've tweeted about many, many times over the past couple of years. You have a second-round pick. You have a first-round pick. You had a second-round pick the year prior. You have Ed Oliver, who has started to pan out in there as well. You had Harrison Phillips, who may or may not still be on the roster in a couple of days. So you had all these assets. And then you start. you add in, you know, star. You add in Quentin Jefferson. You add in F.A. Butler. You add in Vernon Butler. You add in all these names when maybe Shaq Lawson was the best of the bunch and had developed. Maybe they should have made more of an effort to stay. I have it on record that the Bills did want him bad. His agent went elsewhere. Bills aren't very happy about that move to go to a, a worse location for a little bit more money. That reunion could be coming potentially based on what happens in the next couple of days anyways. So there's 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 a little bit of all that going, but quite frankly, the D-line's been botched. It's not as bad as people think. It does get pressure, and that's the debate of Bill's Twitter right now is, Dave, you care about pressures. I put some credence as an analytics guy into the pressure. Some people say, don't care, want the sack. A little bit more of like an emotional feeling toward it, but definitely I get what you're saying. It's kind of like the baseball analogy where do walks matter? You know, let me give you a base. Let me let me slide in here real quick into your DMs, dude. Trent Murphy should have never been re-signed or signed to the Bills. They say it takes two. They say it takes two years for to come back from an ACL. The only thing I liked about him, and I heard he's a nice guy from Nick Papagelis, and, you know, they come down the Red Pintle tailgate. The best thing I liked about him is he did HGH. That shows that he tried, okay, and he cared. That really means a lot. He works fucking hard, and you got to work through injuries. But <laughs> you had Shaq Lawson, a young kid, and for some reason we can tell everybody that Tremaine Emmons is not a fucking impactful player, frankly, uh, as in, like, what they gave up for him. And that's unfair, but I'm sorry. It is what it is. I'm holding being accountable. But why is it okay for Shaq Lawson yet still be the best edge defender that they've had in fucking three years? And you, you know what I mean? He could actually stop the run. And Trent Murphy just does a bunch of Chris Kelsey 2.0, which is or patty three. cakes. And, 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 and there is some pressures. And he just, of course, happened to be around the ball a couple of years ago. Okay, Ed Oliver's coming to fruition. But you can't just moneyball every fucking position, Brandon Bean. You can't go sign Addison. You can't sign these other guys and then draft 
in the first round, two DNs, and then they don't even get on the field. And then we don't even know we have an Epinesia because you don't put them out there. Sorry, we're Bills fans. The draft means something. Well, I mean, just look at everything that Bean has put into the defensive line and then running back. I mean, he's he's drafted Singletary and Moss, which we can credit him for, but he really, outside of that, Chris Ivory, Yeldon, Brita, no one really who you look at and are like, oh yeah, this guy can come in and be a significant you know player on offense, not just a third down rotational back with some special team skill set because if they're really trying to improve this offense, I know, you know, running backs, you can get a, you can get value out of the running back position in the second and third round, but Zach Moss was a big miss. And I mean, I saw a tweet the other, a couple of weeks ago that compared Zach Moss to Marshawn Lynch in Buffalo. And I completely cringe by looking at it the, i mean beast mode the offensive was line. a multiple he ran for several thousand yard seasons he had to deal with fred jackson and cj spiller you know both taking time away from him what does zach moss have to really deal with on the depth chart i mean he's competing with singletary who most fans you know wrote off prior to his you know good stretch the end of the season and I, I think Singletary played very well at the end of the season, uh, including the playoffs. But I still think the Bills need another running back in addition to Singletary. I'm perfectly okay with Singletary being the number one back, but I'm not okay with Zach Moss being the second back. And I, I think that's something Bean definitely has to address. And when you look at how how much he's put into the defensive line and how little he's invested into offensive positions and even even tight end outside of getting hitting Dawson Knox Knox if Knox didn't break out this season he he the only other investments he put into the tight end Tyler Croft bringing back Lee Smith I mean uh the Jacobs Hollister signing was also a miss and and who else do they have right now behind Knox at the tight end depth chart I mean Tommy Sweeney he caught. He had one touchdown. Uh, I mean, Sweeney was a, was a nice story to get back to the field, but he's he's really not a threat as a legitimate uh, tight end two second to Knox. So when you look at tight end two, even running back two, and, and then you look at everything on the defensive line, it's like we got to do more here to shore up those positions. Kevin. Do you think there's a way that this is a smoke screen where they don't touch the D line? Because there's, it's possible. I don't I think, think they need to. I, I, I think it's I, one I of mean, those situations, Dave, where you have like maybe like the JJ Watt scenario last year, where if the right guy comes in, um, they'll do it. Where Gronk last year, where it was like he adds to the room, where they weren't as sure about Dawson Knox, but like I think that there's a possibility that those top end guys that they're referring to help help the team. Doesn't matter even if they were better at that unit helps the team. I don't believe they need to go out and sign a bunch of random dudes, spend eight, six to eight million in, in hope and a prayer. They, um, you know, scares me. Uchenna Nuosu is a guy that scares me. Who's probably going to get $40 million, four or five sacks. If you're a person that loves the pressures, you'll like him. If you're someone that likes the sacks, he's just going to be another one of those same guys to, to, to further kind of split bills, you know, bills fans. So Dave, I do, I think someone like Chandler Jones could be a good, a veteran addition and really help the roster. Do I think needing to spend 40 million on you trying to is the move? I don't. So I, they're in a situation where they have three young defensive ends. I think they have Shaq in the bag and they know it. So he's a veteran presence that'll fill in that FAO botter role. And then it's a matter of like, is that fifth name coming in? That makes a difference. Chandler Jones, Daniel Hunter, something like that. If not, no, Dave, I don't believe they need to, but they do in the D-line. They do in the interior. That's not even just a guess. They don't have much there right now, especially with Harrison leaving. They will need to make a so, move in the defensive tackle spot. You know, I got to give some run on this. Um, I've talked this to friends for a couple hours now. Cumulatively. It's really a shame that Harrison Phillips comes into Buffalo, does everything he needs to. He gets hurt, comes back. Best season of his career, impactful player. Every game they can't afford him. Reports they can't are, afford him. Of course we can't because Brandon being fucked up, and we can back up the Brinks truck for a lunch pail guy and Starla Tulo don't show up, 
and it sucks, man. It, I, I feel bad for Harrison in that aspect, but bro, guess what, man? You're going to have a good career. You're a hard worker. I always had a spot in my heart for him because he's a wrestler. And mm-hmm. my point to him is get the fuck out of Buffalo get paid. Get out of here. Save the tax dollars. On this show, we're going to talk about all the real-life shit. Like, why doesn't the player come to Buffalo? Add up the fucking taxes. That's why we don't get the players over the years. So, Harrison, I love seeing reports that, oh, according to the cap and everything, he's worth like one point something million or some bullshit. And I'm like, but Sartori got paid more than Marcel Darius. And then we were told that Marcel Darius is a fucking fat loser when he was drinking and driving probably and could still show up and be more productive. Ten sacks is an interior lineman. I don't care if you got Mario Williams. Ten fucking sacks, man. Ten fucking sacks. Oh, well, you can't judge star. Dude, we got guys like Shaq Lawson just leaving. You have a young kid, but you'll back up a bunch of money to Trent fucking Murphy. You'll draft second round picks and, and bash him to sit the bench. You know what I mean? I mean like Jordan just... Phillips is another name you can even throw out there as being someone who was productive on this team and then they they let him go. I mean, I'm not saying that he was productive game should... one. I, I'm not saying they should have dumped all this money to Jordan Phillips, but when you're giving out big contracts to Mario Addison and spending all this money on other defensive linemen, you may as well keep someone who knows the system and has been productive in the system. Even if everyone says, oh yeah, Jordan Phillips, he only gets sacks because he capitalizes on, you know, other people making pressure. Okay. I mean, he still was probably, I think, am I, I think, was he the last double digit uh, sack holder for the Bills, Jordan Phillips? I think um, I think that was correct, right? In 2019, he did sign for a decent. Yeah, I mean, he signed for what, like three years, thirty million. But he was also the last double-digit uh, sack recorder. Last two seasons, uh, Hughes didn't have ten sacks, and neither did Addison. Uh, who was the high this year? Was it like Teron Johnson and Addison tied for the? I think the team lead in in sacks with like four. I don't. I don't have the stats. Uh, in front of me but i i i am almost 100 percent sure that uh that we didn't have a double digit sack recorder the uh the last two seasons and i know for a fact that uh jordan phillips had double digit sacks his last year here in buffalo kevin do you have any thoughts on yeah. that to wrap up the d-line um do you uh, like I the mean, money ball approach you think it's stupid like what do you think there's some like there's some specialties that you have to consider now, especially with uh, as soon as next year, you're going to have 40 million plus of Josh Allen's money. Um, and you got to start playing a little bit of money ball. Just, you don't have a choice. And, and, you know, when you had, I thought the D line played better as the year went on. You had Mario Addison at seven, you had Greg, uh, Greg Rousseau at four at Oliver at four, FA Obata at four. So you had some names start to come on here this year in the sack category. Bro, we're talking um, fucking four. We're talking four. But they Four. rotate, Dave. They don't Four. play 100% yeah, of the snaps. And, and you know what? I also watched Leslie Frazier with fucking Jared Allen. Chandler and Jones had 4.5 sacks his first game last season against Tennessee. That's more than the Bills' leader. Sorry. Okay, so... The, the, Bills, the Bills are on a 4-3 pressure front. So you have to remember, and with good DBs. So the, the strategy to attack that 4-3 pressure front is to get the ball out, right? So... You're going to, that's how they play, and that's how they play their cover two zone. So remember, like, you do have to put some some semblance of success to the pressure rate. Like, it's just how it works. Like, I don't love it. There's times when I'm watching the game, and I'm like, I've seen zero sacks. Like, is it actually effective? But it's just the way that it's built. Like, it's just the way the machine is built. Like, Dude, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying I fully agree. I'm not saying it's in my if you preferred. Stop, if you want to stop Patty Mahomes, you got to get the fucking quarterback. Look at, and they've been trying to get the talent. They got and better I've pressure on Mahomes it, than, than the Dude, Bengals did. I've you, seen. I, I mean, he was dog shit against the dog shit against the Bengals. Absolute trash. I was so pissed. I didn't watch the Bengals game. I turned football off. The for Bills that got better pressure the against them. He was ridiculous. Okay. So was Josh Allen, but he was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. I, I it sucks, but the Bills got really good pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He broke the first quarter. He broke like seventy yards in rushing. It just 
it's just unfortunate. Well, the, but but then the whole thing is, what's pressure if you're letting the quarterback run seventy yards in the first quarter and you can't bring him down? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some tackling issues for sure. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it, and that goes into the whole linebacker debate. That goes into I don't believe that the core of the team, the safeties, played very well in the KC game. Period. What happened? What, what you know? I hate picking on him, but like, I like being right. I'm documenting my shit talk. I said this pickup of Evans was wrong from the jump. Um, Tremaine Evans uh, I'm is having a very flashbacks. polarizing topic. Dude, I mean, bro, I'm just having flashbacks to this motherfucker coming in after the play, just like this. Just like, with the play over here, oh, and then all of a sudden you just see this fucking dude with a whole bunch of fucking hair. That's all it is. I just see Tremaine Evans. I just see a bunch of fucking long hair come by, and I just no, no play made. But he gets like an eighth of a an eighth of a tackle. It feels like you know. And I gotta be honest. If I look at the offensive line, if I look at the defensive line, somehow they can't figure it out in the coach's room. It is the least productive lines I have. I mean, ever but what did, what did they do though? What did they do on the offensive line? Bobby Johnson's long gone. They hired who they thought they hired your guy Cromer from from Bro, the Rex. We're gonna do home. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Kevin, you only got two minutes, so I gotta get one more thought out of you. We're gonna do a Cromer special. Do you guys want to do okay. a Cromer special together? Sure, I'm down. Lawn chairs. Me and Deacon are gonna do a video with Cromer, so I'll do a okay. tease video about it with lawn chairs and the green screen. So. Um, there you go. But yeah, so you can't uh, say yeah, they're Kevin, not doing I anything that on it, Dave. So huh? they are trying to get better there. And clearly they, they let go. Why would we want some of these guys back like Feliciano and Williams when we're complain we can't complain about the line, run it, it back like, like we did last year? To, it sounds like they listened to Numb Bills fan podcast from four years I mean, ago. I mean that's that was the whole thing last year was, was run it back, but clearly running it back did not no. you know fix it. I mean they have to improve talent. You look at what every other AFC team is doing right now. The Colts, they're a very talented team. You know, they're looking – I mean, who knows who they're going to get at quarterback, but they saw that it wasn't working with Wentz. They were tired of mediocrity. Let's get rid of them, cut our losses. The Chargers going out and getting Khalil Mack uh, to go across Joey Bosa, probably one of uh, the best pass-rushing duos in the NFL, if not the best, in a – you know, in a division where you have Derek Ma- Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, and now Russell Wilson as the three other quarterbacks. I mean, they're looking, uh, you know, to to build up. So for the Bills, yeah, their division isn't isn't very strong. The last two seasons, they couldn't win in Kansas City. This season, number one goal should be getting that that number one seed. It should be that number one goal because Kansas City is going to lose some some games in their division uh, just because who they play. I think that's a fact. The Bills, the pay, I mean, if they're going to lose a game, it's it's going to be to New England to some fluky game if they are to lose a division game. But I mean, the Bills should should dominate their division. They sh- they're going to have to get the number one seed if if they're going to want to get pa- past Patrick Mahomes because winning in Arrowhead is is a pretty tough task and for some reason sean mcdermott when, when he's in that building he just he, he just cannot you know you know handle the pressure we saw it in last year's afc championship game you know a bunch of you know decisions kick it go for field goals just that's why i give think possessions some to Mahomes. The, I and think then obviously why... this year the 13 seconds so I think, you know, playing in Buffalo is, is probably the number one goal out of this regular season is is to have home field advantage in Buffalo. Um, Kevin and Ben, uh, lastly, for you guys, uh, Ben, you didn't mention in the notes or some controversial tweets between Harrison Phillips and Levi Wallace or vice uh, versa. Well, no. So, I mean, Levi Wallace basically just uh, posted on Instagram uh, a picture that says, like, Something uh, something along the lines is business is business or something like that, uh, with just a picture of him in a Bills uniform. Just reading between the lines probably means the Bills 
decided not to give him the money he wanted. He's a nice uh, number two corner. And I think uh, a lot of Bills fans have given him specifically uh, a lot of flack. And I think a lot of it is undeserved because especially this season after Trey went down, I mean, he did step up in a big way. I didn't feel much of a drop-off, dude. He's not in a weak corner, but, I mean, he's definitely a serviceable number two, especially for an undrafted free agent. Um, And they're either looking at replacing him through the draft uh, free agency, and and you see J.C. Jackson's available, but I'm not giving uh, J.C. Jackson, you know, the type of money he wants, Uh, especially, you know, I feel like Levi Wallace isn't even – that much worse of a player than JC. I mean, he could be, but I think, I think JC is a little overrated uh, from the fans across the NFL, or that's just my opinion. I think JC is a really good corner, but if they're not going to pay Levi Wallace, they're not paying uh, JC Jackson. So you look at Dane Jackson, possibly uh, as I, I, number two corner last year. And I, dude, Harrison I think Phillips, they, it doesn't I think mean they talk. I think they draft. Resigning. I think they, First round, they're getting a cornerback. I, I think they're not for a reason. Most people are. I, I'm not paying any attention to media. I don't give a fuck. There's so well, much I mean, problems. now now the whole uh, so, on, on Bill's Twitter today, um, like the Well, I guess, you know, my last take before I have to take off simple is is I don't like Levi Wallace. I never have. I think he stinks. Um, so kind of how you might feel about the D-line or, or, or Tremaine Edmonds. I hate Levi Wallace. I think he's terrible. So I think he's the worst player on the defense. I think he's constantly out of position. I think he's slow. I think he's made adjustments at times to maximize his talent. I have no interest in paying him what he what he thinks he's going to get. Best move by being this offseason is not to give him a dollar. So especially in, in a friendly deal where you guys, like you're saying, you don't like the fact that they don't get the sack numbers. What I'm saying is then good, then they don't need Levi Wallace because the ball comes out so fast. I don't think he adds anything um, anything to the roster. Let him go very think replace, he's going to get Very his, replaceable, second, very third replaceable, round third round okay. pick. You think go, Dane Jackson can can slide in and replace Levi Wallace's not, production? At, at the minimum, it's not a huge loss. It's not a huge downgrade at the very minimum. So, I mean, I, yeah. would, I, I would say, though, I mean, uh, Harrison Phillips, like in the post, he would be a loss. That doesn't mean because he liked uh, Levi Wallace's Instagram post. That doesn't mean both of them are leaving. But I mean, I think we haven't does. seen anything I, I, I about Harrison Phillips it's, yet. It, it, yo, yo, here's the deal, real quick, and coming. I'll let you. I guess we can end the show with this thought. Drew Brees had a real rude awakening a couple of years ago when they canceled him. Remember, in New Orleans, they canceled him over some bullshit. Okay, over this America shit, quote unquote. And I think he had a rude awakening, from from what I hear too, of how the NFL actually treats you when the fan is fake. And at the same time, it could just be us fans waking up to it because we have a league where you have and they barely talk about the league or anything during it. And when we wake up that these players can't talk because then they get shamed and 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 they're not easy to work with and you can have arian foster and a joe rogan experience as the first one to make me aware of that and you would say hey it's not that it was hard to work with i didn't want to do shit that had nothing just because it's on the coach's ego and you just do what it's, it's like no dude you're not helping you know and i think with harrison phillips and levi wallace it is a business decision and you know what it's all about marketing you take the guys on another team what if they join, you know, some decent team that gets publicity, right? They're going to be talked about really well. People are just going to look at their stock stats, and I'm sure Levi Wallace, to my dumb eye, is fine, you know, because the Bills' offense has been able to pour fucking points, you know. So um, when I look at the defensive rankings this year, I'm shocked that they were number one in so much because I look at it like, no. You guys have made teams one-dimensional by piling on so many points. It's going to skew the defense. The Bills need to get the offensive line together. I am actually for them getting a, a, a corner first round the draft. You want to go to O-lineman, second or third? Fuck it. Do it. Okay? Well, if I see any D-lineman, I'm going to fucking put my something up my eye. I don't know. What if it's Jordan Phillips? Bring him back. That's fine. Might not be Jordan Phillips, but 
but I mean not Jordan Phillips, Jordan Davis. Sorry. What if what if they what if they draft Jordan Davis out of Georgia? Are you are you uh doing the same thing, Dave? I know nothing. I know this is your department. You guys give a fuck. I, I'm just some guy. Here. I mean, I I've, I've been seeing today on Bill's Twitter like more and more people are team trade down uh just based on today. So I mean, we're still a little bit away from the draft, so we'll see. But if they can get rid of Tremaine Edmonds to take his contract and get rid of him, because I'm sorry, you can't tell me middle linebacker is a dime a fucking dozen and then give up all these picks and then tell me he needs time and he's young. Fuck you. You're retarded. That simple. That's stupid logic. You can't have in construction slow and suck. Okay? It's either fast and suck or slow and great. Okay, I'm not drawing a Venn diagram. I would love to, but I'm not. So that means find a fucking equity bean, and it's taken three, four years now for people to wake up just like, huh, why don't we have cap space? And the Bills media is so good. So, well, Kevin, I'll see you later, bro. Um, I, Let's just wrap Back this shit up. Yeah, ben, no, we'll dude, keep you guys, touch. You guys we'll keep rocking. Up. You guys keep rocking. I'll All right, we'll off. keep rocking. You guys, right. keep go- you guys got good points. All right, um, whatever. All right, Kevin, thank you. We'll, we'll catch you guys later. It's a pleasure being here, guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Kevin, for not sucking, as always. Thank you. I'll see you, bud. All right. I mean, look at your head. Very bad. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, we're 53 minutes away from uh, the legal tampering period, uh, which is which is kind of an oxymoron if you think about it. Legal tampering or however, like they refer it, like it's called the, the combine and cell phones. Yeah, it's it's called like the period you're allowed to talk to play, players or something like that. But obviously, I mean, this tampering is gonna occur either way. Uh, but I mean, as 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 we were talking about two huge names supposedly, and the way that uh the way that Garofolo tweeted it, it does seem like who they're going after um, or not who they are going after, but who targeted the bills are, you know, big, big name players. We talked about Chandler Jones. Uh, who's another, you know, big name defensive player you think, you know, would be interested in Buffalo because looking at, I mean, we have Bobby Wagner. He was, he's, he wasn't a free agent. So I think that would cross him off the equation. Although I would not object to Bobby Wagner, uh, I honestly didn't really watch too much of the Seahawks last year, so I'm not really sure what his current form is Dude, uh, yo, in relation. Ben, 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 Ben. What? I mean, some. How do we know how much money they have? Like, my head's on my ass with this, dude. And when we came into this off season, I'm like, they're negative in cap money, man. They are negative. So when we're talking about free agents as a Bills fan 10 years ago, it was like a fucking desert. It's felt like. So now when we're talking about it, besides maybe, again, I got to think hard, besides Mitch Morse, who's a premium free agent that's come to Buffalo? Now, does the Bills okay. have the team? Yeah. I, they, I, and they, and hold, Dave. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me finish. Uh, the taxes here, too. Okay, the taxes are going to be higher. Do you want to come here or go to Miami? Because here's the thing that Bills fans do that's really stupid. They always take the Jets and they mark two wins. They always take the Dolphins and mark two wins. The Dolphins are coming up. Don't sleep on the Dolphins. They are coming up. I I I mean I like uh, I like their coaching hire, but I I still think Tua's arm really is going to limit them. Uh, dude, unless- dude, dude, dude. He had a hip injury or some shit, and his arm is stronger now than it was in the beginning of the season. We'll I'm see. I mean, because somebody was telling me he he lost a zip on the ball that he had. I mean, and, I've never seen Tua be you know a deep threat quarterback. Not really uh, who he is. But you, I mean, I you you asked about big name free agents. I got you. Uh, I I was actually looking at this earlier. Who has Brandon Bean really brought in uh, since he's been general manager? So, you know, Brandon Bean came on following the 2017 draft. 
he can't take credit for any of the high the hide or Poyer signings, uh, which which were you know a lot of people talk mm-hmm. about being key signings for the current team, and that's kind of what what started where the Bills are now under under the McDermott and Bean era. But Bean can't take credit for those acquisitions. Neither can he take credit for drafting Tre'Davious White. So since then, Bean traded Marcel Darius. For a fifth, right? Or or did they trade Darius the year before? I think it was a bag of footballs and a fifth round pick. Yeah, but Jaguars. yep. And then they also traded Sammy Watkins, which which led to Josh Allen second round pick. Yeah, I mean Sammy Watkins. You can make arguments about that trade. I mean the Bills invested a lot, but there was, Bean it was didn't. Brand, that was there was um that Russ was all Brandon. Whaley. Yep, that no, was no, all. No, no, that was that was a Russ Brandon pick. I, I heard, I found that out. And, that was not Whaley at all. Um, and, and even that, that, yeah. Yep, go on. Well, even, even that was the, that was Matt Fairburn and Joe Bascali on the Buffalo Beat. I heard them talk a couple of years ago that that was a Brandon Bean pick or a uh, 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 um, Russ Brandon pick, and it made sense because they drafted um, I mean, Ron could, Darby that year, second round pick one of the top five corners in the league next year yeah no no that year the sammy walk yeah that year after it was, the, it was the following year because they they didn't right. have a first round pick yes, that year that's that's my point is like it was the following year and and he still picked technically a first rounder he played I like mean, a first rounder you know what i mean darby his first yeah. year and you also look um you know they trade trading away darby and watkins i mean Darby, I mean, they they had white, so well they traded could, Darby for that that wasn't it Jordan Jordan Matthews. So Jordan, Jordan Matthews, Matthews wasn't at was it was a huge colossal Peterman failure. Threw a, Peterman, who should have never been on the roster, uh, who I said the entire time should never been on the roster, got him. All killed. right. Well, I mean, okay. Bean, Bean didn't draft Peterman, but Calvin Benjamin, he traded away assets for Calvin Benjamin. So Who you had a, a third round pick for Calvin Benjamin. Okay, right. So we got a Calvin third Benjamin, pick Calvin Benjamin, and Jordan Matthews, both massive flops. You get rid of, uh, you know, other players that that were solid. Uh, Reggie Wag Ragland, he never really uh panned out. I mean, but they they traded a bag of footballs away for him anyways because he well, didn't. Well, yo, do you know? He didn't fit I think the scheme. I think I got him shipped out of Buffalo. Do you know that? Really? Did I tell you the story. No, I think I might help get him traded on accident. I just realized it. So Eric Turner at cover one, uh, we started this. He had me be a part of this thing called Grandstand Sports Network. And it was a, a, mm-hmm. a, a podcast network thing, right? So Kevin Masseri, who we just had on and I, and uh, Drew Gear from Rock Power Report. Um, I think Eric went for one day or a couple days. And I forgot somebody else. So we went down. My thing said cover one. The next time was like Grandstand Sports. Um, but what it was, was I got to a media scrum. And I just asked a question of Reggie Ragan. Like, hey, how is it picking up a 4-3 compared to what you're used to playing? And, and, and he goes, it's it's not easy. I go, is it, easy? Is it an easy transition? He goes, no, not at all. Pretty much, he's paraphrased. I'm not picking up the playbook. Pretty much, and that was a high pick the Bills invested. I mean, the fact that they didn't even try to work with these players, and then you hire back the offensive line coach and Aaron Cromer, it shows me that like when they tell me that McDermott had a fucking notepad and he's gonna have an answer to all this, and just like Bills fans do, and then the mainstream corporate media does, is they go. This guy is way more organized, which is unfair to McDermott, too. You know, so mm-hmm. here I am just throwing fucking rocks at McDermott the whole time he's in because I was like, oh, you got a notepad? Oh, you got a fucking notepad? Cool. Do you want to see what's in my fucking notepads? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, who have the Bills? I mean, we mentioned Mario Williams, the lack of splash signings. I mean, I... We talked They've about traded the trades, players, bro. We, They've traded no, for them. No, no, not even, not even the trades. Look, I, I literally have up every single one of Brandon Bean's signings in the offseason. AJ McCarron, terrible signing. Didn't even make the opening day roster. Terrible. Uh, Trent Murphy, awful. 
Kyle Williams resigning. I mean, we're not going to, you know, trash Kyle Williams, especially one year before he retired. Star, awful. Chris Ivory, definitely not a not a good signing. Vontae but Davis. Hold on, hold on. Running we, back, yo, bro, running backs, though, I'm – I'm weird. Like we were ripping on Zach. You were saying but, something about but, Zach Moss. We can't judge him because they've never had a good offensive okay, line. It's but, really I hard mean, for me. But I mean, at the stage in Chris Ivory's career, he was almost in his 30s, and they brought him in with an old Shady McCoy. Just not the not the type Dude, of player Shady McCoy, you're looking for. They undid the blocking scheme for Shady McCoy. I mean, they 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 they, they changed it up McCoy on him, and then he got lazy. Past his prime, uh, but. Anyways, Vontae Davis, we all know how that turned out. So that's mm-hmm. year one with Brandon Bean. Who do we still have on this team from year one? Stars, the last player uh, that Bean signed year one that, that made it. Vontae Davis, epic failure. Uh, Trent Murphy, another epic failure. AJ McCarron, another epic failure. So ter- year one, not a great start. And, and you look at the on-field results of year one of Brandon Bean, terrible uh i mean we that brought in josh allen and and that's kind of where the build started for the current team but wasn't so good 2019 cole beasley and and john brown which fixed beans terrible uh wide receiver selections prior so those weren't too bad and then john feliciano that ej games i mean this is 19. We're on to 19. Jake Fisher. Nope. Another miss. Frank Gore. Eh. Kevin Johnson. Yo, that, was a, that was a solid signing. I like that I mean, one. He was I mean, good. I mean, Gore he was, was, he was Gore was good that year. Uh, I think Gore was solid, but not a huge one. Tyler Croft. I would I would not say Tyler Croft was a hit. Spencer Long was not a hit either. Mitch Morse. That's what we talked about. His one good signing. Ty Inseki, not a good signing. Sonoris Perry or Penny, not a good signing. Uh, and then Andre Roberts. I like the Andre Roberts. Maurice Alexander never even uh, you know, made the team. Spain wasn't a bad one. Adrian Waddle, that was a miss. And then we had Yeldon, who, you know, couldn't hold on to a football or, or see the field. Last season, I mean. Uh, last season's free agency. I, I mean, I'm 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 just struggling off the top of my head to to think of the big names they brought in last year. Because I mean, last year we had all these rumors uh, going into the season that who are they going to sign? Zach Ertz? Are they trading for Ertz? Are they getting JJ JJ Watt? Uh, and and they really did not have too big of a free agency uh last season yo um i say we do a show just on on this where we just go through bill's transactions and we just document them we'll go bill's transactions 2019 bill's transactions 2020 you know what i mean and I'm, we'll just go through it because i think you and i have a little fun project we could do is add up I, the cap space I, I, I think so too because i mean looking looking at last season they brought back Williams, Feliciano, Matt Milano was a hit. They didn't bring back Bajorquez, uh, and and that was a that was a clear uh, a clear miss. Not bringing back Andre Roberts hurt them against the Colts. I mean, their return game was not as good last season. Their really only big free agency hit was, was Matt Milano. Remember that Ross kid they had uh, year one in McDermott? He was like this returner they put him back there his name is ross something ross and they had ross on the Cockrell side or no no and i thought it was ross and and they had this guy returning kicks at camp mcdermott's year one and they retained danny crossman who i said marone should have never hired oh, I missed, uh i missed t- sorry i missed 2020 2020 may have been even worse uh as far as being signings 2020 Vernon Butler, Mario Addison, and eh, let's keep going. Christian Wade, I mean, not really that big of a one. A.J. Klein, they just got rid of A.J. Klein. He was like Uh, a good-ass player, and they get rid of him, and they keep a Trinity Evans. Obviously, you know, they're going to pay him, and it's just like, 
I felt like Milano played better his rookie year than Tremaine Edmonds ever has. So I have a hard time with those signings. I mean, and and then what what riddles me to be negative is Addison is super productive, and he's like not been here. You know what I mean? Um, and they get these guys where like Rousseau looked like a monster in preseason, and then nothing. You know what I mean? So. Um, I mean, and these guys, dude, I, I forgot who it is. Somebody broke down the snap counts, percentages. They get a lot. I think it was cover one. Those guys. Ugh. I mean, we could definitely dive into into the transactions because, like, I just spent, like, five minutes just, like, naming names. And we can already, like, just think of who has been really retained or brought in uh, that's still contributing to this football team. Well, let, let, let's do that. Let's do this. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Um. It's been 256. You're Ben Gramado on Twitter with an underscore between the names. G-R-I-M-A-U-D-O. Yep. Um, but I think we do this, Ben, uh, because this will be like one of those timeless podcasts where we just go through the transactions and maybe we can roll 2019 in there, see where we're at. If it's too long, we'll do 2020 a separate one. And we'll just put this out there. It could be there for 10 years, you know? Um I'm I mean, pretty good with those years of the Bills. The last couple, dude, I've been doing a lot in my personal life where I'm mm-hmm. using the Bills as therapy. So it's great to have you back on. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm really looking forward. I mean, that. I mean, we talked about it with Kevin. I know uh, he had to dip uh, earlier, but running oh. it back. I mean, this is going to be a big off season for the Bills. They're going to have to do something to get past Kansas City because the current roster makeup of the last two seasons could not get it done. I I don't think every Bills fan is going to be happy if they go into the 2022 season without having making some significant roster move, whether you know it's signing Chandler Jones, possibly trading uh, for Daniel Hunter or uh, Fletcher Cox, Maybe both, probably not, but the Bills need some type of splash play. Uh, and, and this is something we're gonna we're gonna be analyzing for years, I think, is is this specific offseason. I think I think you're right. And Ben, this will be a great primer to predict what they're gonna do for the draft. We'll do a draft show again this year. Um one more thing. Golden Corral. So we went yeah. to Golden Corral. Okay, you, me. Matt, that was your idea. Apparently, you love Golden Corral. Why do you love Golden Corral? Just be honest. I'm not picking on you. I'm just wondering. Tell the fans. I mean, I don't. Like, what is it? Was it the macaroni and cheese that just looked like elbows shoved in some fucking piss cheese? Was it that? Or was it when somebody's going, fuck you, and, and there's like a fight, and then I'm backing out of the fucking, trying to back out? And then I'm I mean, in the honestly, play, and the guy rolls every... on the window with the sign that says "baby" on board. I He's mean, like, you in a motherfucking hurry? Yeah, I'm in a fucking hurry. I want to leave. Mean... I'm gonna park behind me. You're at a stop sign. Stop yeah. doesn't mean five minutes in <laughs> a parking lot. And next, thing you know, the cops are there. And oh, by the way, I run into fucking Nick Papagellus, his dad, Pizza Pete from Barstool Sports. I mean. I don't really love Golden Corral. The funny thing is every time me and Matt end up going there, because he always drags me there, we always regret it. He drags you? He says you love it. (laughs) It's the other way around. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I dragged him there the last time because obviously he's moving to Texas, so I had to say one more time uh, for old time's sake because, we, I mean, we've been to the Golden Corral countless times, so – I really don't love it. Honestly, I may never go there again. That could be the last time I've ever been in the Golden Corral with Matt and Pizza Pete. Unless I go, I get dragged there again, but probably won't be by choice. I'm calling him. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he lied. What do you You mean? He's driving still. Yo, Matt. I think he's driving. You're not on a podcast with me and Ben, but you're on a podcast with me and Ben. So, you lied about Golden Corral. It's really your favorite fucking spot? What? You said it was Ben's spot. It is Ben's spot. It's my, 
No. Okay. Okay. So, what is it that you like about Golden Corral? Violence. Okay. I don't think you could be. Tr- I don't think you could be trusted anymore. Let me let you go. How's Tennessee? How, how's Tennessee been? Because I think. Uh, do they have Golden Corral there? You want to go scout to see if there's cops at that one? Matt doesn't know, but we just hung up on him, Ben. This is, <laughs> you know, we got audio listeners here. I can't deal with that. That was horrible. But we tried. So, Golden Corral, you almost get, I almost get stabbed. Somebody else almost gets stabbed, probably. I mean, we you should have got a free meal out of it, at least. It was a horrible experience. It was fun as fuck because three events happened. Yeah, and I mean, it's like $17 for the meal there, which honestly is not worth it at all. But, I mean, when you consider the entertainment, at least, like, you donn't have to pay to go to a movie on top of it. Only thing is, is there's only, like, one exit. And, you know, we walked by cops in a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> Like, is there nothing to that? We walk by, there's two sheriff cars. And then I just try to back out of there. I mean, it's just a normal a, d- a normal day uh, at your local Golden Corral. Nothing too unusual. Yo, it's hostile in, in Western New York. Let's just say that. It's fucking hostile here in Western New York. Well, Ben, I think we're done here. Um, We'll do some other shit here. Yeah, and we got, we got, we got wanna... a lot of stuff uh, on the horizon. I don't care what you want to do. Let's do it. Um. Follow them, Bills fan, everywhere. Instagram. We've got a lot of stuff in the works here. Uh, we have a team in the background, believe it or not. So, yeah, really stoked to give you fun Buffalo Bills content. And uh, I'm your host, David Palermo, here for this one. And that's Ben, who will be soon hosting his own shit. So, toodaloo. Ben, anything else? I mean, we're 32 minutes away from legal tampering, period. We'll see what Bean does. We talked about defensive line, offensive line. He loves spending money on both those. He hasn't been great in getting production out either, though. So he's freed up cap space. Let's see what happens. Sounds good, Ben. Find Ben at Ben Gramado, B-E-N-G-R-I-M-A-U-D-O on Instagram. And then put a little down whatever thingy there. Underscore. Yeah, that one for Twitter. Toodles. No, Instagram underscore Twitter isn't. Oh I think it's backwards. Okay. Whatever. Same You'll thing. find them. All right. Toodles.